0: Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision, to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one size fits all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, But to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the entrepreneurs ecosystem. We're so happy to be here with you. This is our very first interview where Don and I are like in the same room. Here we are. I think it's the very first. (laughs) Yeah. So that's exciting. You can like feel the. Feel the real world's chemistry. (laughs) And we have a very wonderful guest today, Hannah Lipschitz. Hannah is an email strategist and conversion copywriter. She runs a specialist agency helping e-commerce brands grow their revenue with email. She also helps freelancers figure out a way to create a VIP offer that works for their lifestyle instead of turning themselves into pretzels to fit into a system she's straight up obsessed with the psychology of people and she's been a people watcher since she can remember she loves to see what makes people tick and find the best way to form a connection with an audience hannah thank you for being here
1: thank you thank you so much for that introduction and i'm so excited to be here i was actually going to ask you if like you always do this together because you just look so comfortable and so um, happy together. But it's so cool to see you in the same room. I'm surprised that it's the first time.
0: We do hang out a lot. We just never before. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, Hannah, I'm so happy you're here because
2: we haven't met before, but I've been following you and maybe following a bit of your ascension and also just like hearing about you all of the times for years now. So yeah, it's really exciting to be able to... Shanti hates this, but pick your brain a bit um, to find out how things work. Also, I am just so interested in e-commerce, email marketing, and have lots of questions about how to get VIP days that do work. Um, I've sold a couple of VIP days myself. And it felt like I was like back bartending for like 10 hours at like a busy pub or club (laughs) by the end of it. It was like I was like energized and exhausted at the same time. And my brain was like, still going. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about this conversation and glad that you're doing the work you do because, yeah, I know, I know some people who like, make their entire month off of like four or five VIP days. So how cool would that be, right? To actually work four or five days a week and then just market yourself the rest of the time or a month.
1: 100%, fully agree on that. Yeah, it is very cool how it works and what I've done with it. So I'm excited to talk more about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so can you talk to us about what a typical VIP offer is? And why you wanted to add that into the mix of what you're, what the services you're currently providing.
1: Okay, sure. Great question. So the typical, if you look at any copyrighted page, really any, I mean, copyrighted website or any really any service provider website, you'll often come across um, that they, they have a VIP offer or they have what's commonly called a day rate. Um, And the way a day rate works is that you don't sell the project. So you're not selling, for example, the landing page or the set of emails or the, I don't know, uh, ads um, series. You're selling a a block of time. So, for example, you're selling eight hours of time, nine to five, and whatever gets done in those hours is done. Essentially, the, the client is buying your time. Um, so they come on your site, they either buy it straight off your site, or they you have a call with them, but whatever it is, they're buying that block of hours. Um, and then when you give that service, at the end of the day, the work is done. So there's no revisions, there's no back and forth, there's no it kind of starts and ends on the same day and that's it, which is pretty cool if you think about it, because so much of our work is about, you know, endless back and forth revisions, um, making the client happy. And every, you know, they can can get very nitpicky sometimes, all of that. Um, So this idea of a a day rate is a very cool thing, right? It starts and same day. It's usually like a nice amount of, of, of income for that day uh, because it's, it's essentially, a would say it's like a glorified rush fee, like usually the way a day rate works, I mean, not the way, the reason why people like doing day rates is because if, for example, I've got a four to six weight, um, a weight to get on my, to start working with me, a day rate can jump you ahead of the queue. So people kind of like that so that they could get their work in, get it done in a day. And that's it. Right. So that, that's very cool. Right. The idea of doing it in a day, getting the money for the day, finishing in a day, start and end, and that's it. The problem for me, which is why I didn't Sorry, let me get go two steps back. I tried to make it work. Um, When I was, I started doing copywriting. I started doing all the work, and then at one point, when I was getting, I was felt like I had the experience, and I felt like I was, you know, in the trenches enough to start offering a day rate. I looked around, saw what other copywriters were doing, saw how a typical day rate structure works, and then decided, you know what, let me go for it. Um, Sounds cool, looks cool, has um, all the advantages, um, and let me see if my if, if clients would would buy. So that's what I did. I I had a client come through at that time when I was deciding to do it. And it sounded very good for a day rate when I was speaking to them on the sales call. They needed something super quick. They needed something um, without much research, which by the way is a must for a day rate because otherwise you can't possibly do all the research a copywriter needs to do in one day. So usually it's either a repeat client, somebody who's come back for more, or generally a client who's got that research done for them already. So they don't need you to do all that research for them, whether it's done by a different copywriter, whether they have had it done years ago, whether they've, you know, come from someone else, they have that research for you. So when I had this client coming through, it was perfect. She wanted the landing page. I still remember she wanted the landing page and she wants it done super fast. So I was like, you know what? Checks all the boxes. Um, I'm going to offer her a day rate, which I did. And then came kind of the trouble because then I realized that in as much as I want to offer a day, right? My, my lifestyle, my day doesn't allow for it. I've got young kids and they don't, I don't have a nine to five work day. I don't work eight hours in a day. I I work usually between, I don't know, let's say five to six hours a day. Um, And I didn't, I wasn't looking to change that. Right. I, I felt like I went into business and I, I, I started to run my own business because I wanted to live by my terms and work by my terms. So to suddenly start changing that around to fit a set of structure wasn't what I wanted, but I kind of just jumped into it because it doesn't look like something that everyone was doing. So let's try it as well. I, I managed to get through that day. I, you know, I I, I found some childcare for the kids and I, I did it the way I wanted to do it. But doing it that doing that one day showed me that I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to do that eight hour day. I didn't want to have to do these arrangements every time I had a day where it come up. It wasn't for me. Um, not only that, also, I felt that, I felt tremendous pressure. Sat down in the morning at nine o'clock and I had that pressure to get it done all in one day. I knew that at four o'clock, at five o'clock, I have to return in that, piece of um that that landing page and i that really that pressure sat on my brain i felt like it really stunted my creativity i'm sure you can relate but a lot of creativity comes from from not doing anything i'm just getting into the project and then leaving it alone and then coming back to it a day later or two days later so i felt like it really stunted my my quality of the work and the third thing that really bothered me was the fact that I told the client when I was speaking to them, I said, um, because this, I, you know, I mentioned all the terms of a of day rate, I said, because it's a day rate, we're not going to do any revisions. Like the way you get it, that's the way it's going to be. And if you want any further work, then we can do, you know, we can work out more arrangements. Um, and as I said it, I was inwardly cringing again, I said it because this was the way you were meant to do it. But as I said it, I was in inwardly cringing because. Personally, like again, nothing against anyone who is doing it because this is a legitimate agreement, right? But for my maybe perfectionist tendencies, I felt like I'm telling the client that if I don't manage to finish it or if there needs to be revisions, then too bad, manage yourself right? If in, in these eight hours, I don't get what needs, to, I don't, let's say I only manage um, seven hour big section, sections or there's a certain section you're not happy with, too bad. That's it. Like manage and run with it. And I felt really uncomfortable saying that. Um, I said it because I felt like, you know, that was the terms and conditions, but I felt very uncomfortable saying that. And I knew that if I wouldn't, like if they would ask for revisions or if I wouldn't finish, I would finish it anyway. Or I would, do the revisions anyway right I, could, I didn't feel like i was going to actually carry out that promise because i just wasn't i wasn't comfortable i feel like a client pays that premium price to get that fast service and that vip service why is it fair to them to tell them that sorry take care and run with it again my personal feelings this it's, it's a legitimate agreement right so that, because it's a time-based agreement i just personally felt very uncomfortable with it and i knew when, when i did it that one time that it wasn't going to work for me So, yeah, so that that really covers about that really covers your question, I guess, of why what the typical day rate is and why I felt very uncomfortable with it.
2: Yeah, you pretty much hit all the things that make me leery about offering them, except one thing is also like how do you sell that? Like you were inwardly cringing and the person bought it anyway. But yeah, creativity happens when you're off in the garden or tending to your children cooking, right? So, and yeah, we don't want to like put our names on something that isn't as good as we want it to be. So thank you for sharing that. So how do you do it differently now?
1: Mm -hmm. Great question. The way I do it differently and before I tell you how I do it differently, I will say that I've helped a lot of other after doing it differently and after figuring it out, I've helped other service providers carry it out. But one of the big things that I help other people with is not to do it in the way I do it. So that's why I'm saying this caveat before I start is because I'm, I'm going to tell you how I do it, but this doesn't necessarily mean that this is the one right way to do it. My my big belief is that anyone can manage a VIP offer, but manage it that in a way that's right for them. Right? As soon as you're doing it in a way that's right for someone else, then you kind of lost the plot. So with that out of the way, I'll tell you how I do it. What I do is I split up my day into two. So I'm not doing two days. I'm not doing, I'm not doing one day. I'm doing it split into two. So my, my day rates are usually Wednesday and Thursday. I, I don't call it day rates anymore. I call it a VIP offer. Um, number one, because it's not a day. And number two, because I'm trying to emphasize more on the VIP part of it. I I it's a very much a VIP service. And so I I emphasize on that. So yeah, so I'd split it over two days. I usually do it over two mornings, um, Wednesday morning and Thursday morning. So that is essentially a full day, but it's split into two. Um, Then I do the discovery session, which is usually in most typical day rates, the first hour of the call, I do it on a a Monday. So if the day rate, the VIP offer is Wednesday and Thursday, the discovery or call will be on a Monday. In either case, whenever you do the, whenever I do the VIP offer, if if it's that say not Wednesday and Thursday, I'll do the discovery session two three days before what does that do for me that gives me the ability to have the discovery session and afterwards it's in my brain now i don't think about it i don't do anything with that information but our brains are crazy amazing things and it's somehow it's just there and i have that time to let it marinate without me doing anything with it i just have that time to let it marinate let it sink in and then when it comes to wednesday or two three days later. I've already, I'm already comfortable with the industry. I'm already comfortable with the ideas in my head. I already, I don't know yet how I'm going to structure, you know, what I'm going to actually do. Cause that's what I use the time for, but I am already, I'm not, I don't have that Stress and tension of what, how am I going to start? What am I going to do? Um, how am I going to get this done in, in such a traditional amount of time? So that for the, that really takes care of it for me. Again, I want to stress that I'm not busy with it from from those. It's not like it's taking me a whole week. Again, I just do that hour discovery session, an hour to ninety minutes, and then that's it. So come the first morning, I usually spend the first few hours planning, structuring, and then if I have time, starting to write. And then I have a break. So I have the rest of the day, which I don't focus on it. I, if I'm working on something else, I'll work on something else, but I don't, I, I really like, I don't look at it for the rest of the day. What I will do is often I have questions. In the middle of the the work and i find this also very useful because in a day rate right, you don't have time to ask questions for the client you can't you know you can't expect to send an email and get a response five minutes later so with this like break in the middle i have the time to ask questions and any relevant questions that come up during the day i'll compile into one email and then at the end of the first morning i'll send them that email i'll be like okay based, you know i've done i spent the first half. Um, and I've done this for the first half, but you have some questions. Adam doesn't always come up these questions, but it very often does because somehow, when you, especially with a day rate, when you haven't done all that in-depth information, your research yourself, you often have some small questions along the way. So the, that can be very helpful. That like mid, like mid, that, mid uh, part way thing. Then the second, uh, the second morning, I'll continue um, and again do do more writing and then editing and perfecting it until it's perfect. Now, I spoke before when, I, when we were speaking about how, why I don't, when we were speaking about what I don't like about a day rate, I mentioned that a big thing that bothers me is not promising, you know, to finish it. and not promising, and prom, saying that I'm not going to be able to, um, this is a time-based deliverable, and so I'm not going to be able to, I might not be able to finish it, or I might not have time, and we won't be able to do revisions. The way this is set up allows me to promise a complete deliverable. Why? Because, again, I'm uncomfortable with, with, with with saying that this is going to be an incomplete deliverable so I make it my business to give them a complete deliverable by the end of the second day now for that reason I will not accept a day rate project a VIP Alpha project sorry that is something that I've never done before if I don't know how long it takes and if I know that if I if I've never tested it in a day rate form before I've never tested that it takes seven to eight hours then I won't do it I'll only do something I know takes that amount of time now if something takes me um a little bit over time I'm fine with that because I'm pricing enough for it. I'm making it a VIP offer and I'm okay with it taking another half an hour, for example, 45 minutes extra. I'm not okay with it taking three hours, but because I only take on projects that I know I can complete in this amount of time, it doesn't ever extend so long. Uh, But I am okay with it taking another half an hour extra. And in in that regard, I do not promise the client eight hours of my time. I say do a vip offer split over two mornings i don't mention that i'm going to spend you know i don't say i'm going to spend seven hours and 59 minutes it's not like that i'm giving you these two mornings of my time and i'm promising you a complete deliverable so it's not a time-based offer. i mean it's essentially a cross between a time-based offer and a deliverable right because i am doing it only over two days but they're gonna get a deliverable end of the day end of the second day i send that deliverable and i usually send it along with a loom video walking them through it I don't like to do a, a call with them because I like them to have time to look out, to do it with a Loom video. And then I give them time for revisions. So I usually give them a seven day revision period and I make it very clear in the contract and in the original sales call that this isn't, you know, major revisions again, because it's a VIP offer, I can't afford to be like busy back and forth for three months. The idea is to finish and end it, start and end in two days, but then I do want to provide the service. So I, I'm happy to do revisions, but I make it very clear that it's light revisions. It's interesting because somebody recently told me that I, I, that a good way to quantify it is to say, let's say, up to 30 minutes of revisions. Because light revisions can be taken however you want. I've never actually had an issue with it. Nobody's really told me. Uh, I've never had pushback. But I, I think you know maybe to prevent pushback, a good way to quantify light revisions could be, you know, up to however many minutes of revisions you want to do. So yeah, so I do those revisions. And then at the end of seven days, I get on a call with them. That call is for two purposes. First of all, if they have any questions, if they have anything they want me to walk them through, I'm there for it. But it's also really great for me, personally, I could do an offboarding call then where I can ask them, how they found the service, um, you know, really just to get their feedback and to do that at the end of a second day would be too quick for them, right? They haven't had time to look through it. They haven't had time to see what it's all about. So doing that at the end of a week is helpful for both me and them. Um, So I, I get the feedback and they get any questions answered, any walkthrough that they want. So usually not more than a 20 minute call. So again, it's not a major time investment, but all of this like pockets of time the revisions the 20 minute offboarding call the discovery session all of that adds up um, and for that reason i price it as a vip offer like this is not just a start and finish in one day uh, offer this is a vip offer you're getting that core focus you're getting all the you know nice little parts to it so that's the reason why i charge and you know a higher price and for that reason also i've steadily gone up i started at very low i started to like I think 1200 and then steadily I went up and I keep going up after every like three, four satisfied um, VIP days, I go up again because I see that it's something that clients really appreciate. Clients like it. I think in general, the day rate offer is something that clients like, um, but now I've made it work for me in that way. So it's like I could like it and they could like it it's kind of like a win-win for everyone. Right.
2: Mm. Yeah. All of this speak of hours Makes me think about how I don't like to tell clients how long things take because sometimes they take a really long time. And sometimes I've done so many of them that, you know, yeah, I can write a landing page for a conversion event very quickly if I have like a good brand voice guide or something. Right. Um, So I hear what you're saying about like starting it less expensive. And now it's like at a a premium price where it probably should be and, and should be still going up. How would you recommend that people who are listening price it and are you pricing it hourly in your head and then selling it to them, but just not letting them know like what, what the hourly is? Like, how do you, I guess, how do you work around this? Not having clients assume that this is your hourly rate now. Um, mm-hmm. In a project like that, if you're like one morning and the next morning and a couple of calls, and then do they think, oh, okay, this person's hourly rate is this amount, which makes them either too expensive or like, uh, yeah, or cheap or something like that?
1: Great question. So, first of all, I make it very clear um, when I'm on that call with a client that this is a VIP, like yeah, I call it a VIP offer. So, like, it's something that is, you know, sounds already on a, on a different level. I say that this is a VIP offer and it's it's not. And this is also something I'm going to go on a little tangent here. just want to clarify something. Um, this is also the reason why I don't offer my VIP offer as a downsell. A lot of people do this. They'd be like, okay, you can't afford my big project. So let's do a day rate. Right. Now there's nothing wrong with that, right? You could do that if you want. But for me, In as much as it may be a downsell because my bigger projects are more expensive, right? Naturally, they're more expensive because they're much more in depth. But so even if a day rate would be a downside, I don't phrase it as that. I don't say, oh, you don't want this big expensive project, let's do a day rate. It's not like that. It's a separate being in and of itself. If you qualify for a VIP offer because you either want it really fast or because you're repeat clients, you don't need all the research, or because you want the VIP service, or whatever it is, then we do the VIP offer. Um, so that said, when I, when we talk about pricing, it is naturally going to be more, more of an expensive, it's not going to be your hourly rate, because for your hourly rate, you know, you, you don't have to be doing all this for your hourly rate. When I, when, when, when we talk about pricing, I feel like, you do have to start off lower. Even if you're an experienced copywriter, I feel like you do have to start off maybe a little bit lower than you're used to. Then, then say more experience, maybe your experience, your level of experience copywriters charge, just because you've never done it in this format before. Um, I started doing these um, day rates when I was quite a few years into it, but I still kind of started low just to get my bearings. And then I went up, but You know, nobody has to give you permission to go up, right? As soon as you have one, two satisfied dairy clients, please, by all means, go up, right? Charge charge what it's worth. Charge what clients tell you they love about it. If you're getting good feedback and clients like it, then it's obviously a good service and it's a service that people appreciate. So start low just to get your bearings or start lower than you would maybe think so. And then keep steadily climbing. I usually tell um, people when they want to start out, okay, so this is usually, let's say, newer copywriters who don't have a very high internal rate but say a newer copywriter with a lower internal rate i tell them to if they're starting because i feel like any copywriter could do this doesn't have to be an experienced copywriter as long as you know how what you're going to be able to deliver and you know what you're doing you've had some client experience you know you know how to do this even if you're not the most experienced copywriter on the planet you can still do this so i usually tell newer copywriters to start out at double the hourly rate times by the amount of hours they're doing Mm. simply because it's a vip service you're giving all that core focus, attention. Um, you're giving the client everything that they need in that short amount of time. You're doubling down on them. And for that, it's it's very worth it. And I, I have heard so much from clients how much they um, appreciate it. I have sometimes clients who come back one after the next for another one and another one, another one. Why don't they book a bigger project? Just because even if it's working out and more expensive for them in the long run, just because they like it. They like to be able to say to me a week before we need something for next week, right? It's easy for them, done, off their, off their um, shoulders, and they moved on so yeah
0: okay I love it I have had similar experience with day rates Mm -hmm. VIP days and motherhood really like threw a wrench in the typical way of doing them for me too and at one point I became so burnt out doing VIP days centered around quizzes Mm -hmm. that I I like vowed to never do them again. And so fast forward, that was probably three or three or four years ago at this point. And I do offer VIP days again, similar to you, Hannah. I just do it my way. Like it is not a typical day rate sort of way of doing it. It's a two day affair. And I bring a team member in to help me as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me. And like you, I do the kickoff call sometimes two weeks before the. Oh
1: really? Call. Wow! Like,
0: and I, I like that you do it the same week because it's more fresh. But with my schedule, like sometimes I just fit them in where I can, and then I've got the, the days locked off to do the work, and it's and it's pretty gravy. So. And and same as you, I offer them a window for revisions because Mm -hmm. again, like I used to try and follow the day rate rules too. And it felt weird to not offer revisions. So I'm curious when you are working with freelancers and helping other copywriters or other types of service providers figure out how to make a VIP day or VIP offer work for them? Like what kind of advice do you give them?
1: Okay. So the first thing I tell them is don't check any other copywriter's site. Don't check any other service provider's site. Don't see how they do it. Figure out how you're going to make it work for yourself, for your lifestyle, um, for what you want to do, not for what other people are doing, for what you want to make it work. Because when your clients come to you for the day rate, they're not, you know, they're happy to do it in the way you want to do it, right? As long as they get the end result, the way you want to do it, by all means. So the first thing I tell them to do is to—I mean, I'm going to condense like a couple hours into a few minutes, but I'll try. Biggest thing I tell them to do is to figure out what kind of project they want to be offering for their day rate. So whether it's something you like to do, whether it's something you get asked a lot, whether it's something you're particularly good at, something that you want to do—it doesn't have to be just one. It could be two, it could be three, it could be four, however many you know different project types you want to be offering for the day, rate. Right? Then I tell them to figure out how long it usually takes them. So is it something that takes you two days? Is it some, I mean, is it something that takes you eight hours? Is it something that takes you 20 hours? Is it something that takes you 60 hours? How long does it take you? If it's something that takes too long, so for example, a 60 hour project out, you know, it's out of the picture. You, unless you wanna offer a VIP month, which I guess you could do, I've just never experimented with that. It's not usually going to work. But even if it's something shorter, like for example, I've worked with service providers who do a VIP in a week, a VIP week. And I've actually done myself a VIP week once. And that can work really well. So the first thing you need to figure out is how long, you know, the, the projects that you want to be offering, how long do they actually take? And what can you offer that fits that? What can, what, how, and how many days or weeks? How, sorry, how many if it's going to fit into a day or if it's going to fit into a week or if it's going to fit into more, however you want to do it. Once you know how long it takes you, then you're able to figure out if you, so for example, they say, okay, I have, um, I do often these, you know, welcome series or welcome sequences for a service provider. I'm good at that. I want to do that. Now say that takes them eight hours. Do you want to do that in a one day? Do you want to split that into two days? Do you want to split that into three days? What works for you? How many hours a day do you want to give that? How many times a month can you block that off to make that happen? Because the big part about a VIP offer is that clients could do it. And I think a big appeal for it is that clients could book it really far. Like they could book it and it the turnaround is really fast. For me personally, I block off two VIP offers a month. So that if a client reaches out one week and then the next week I have an opening, I could offer them, I could open it, I could offer them the next week. If there's nothing available, then either they wait or you know if they want to get it immediately i can't help them right um but that's the beauty of it for a lot of people i work with that they're able to offer immediately so you have to know depending on how long your project takes how many of these kind of offers uh, days can you block out in the month so that you can make room for that um then once you know how long what kind of project you want to offer how long it takes you in what format you want to offer it so that it gives you the most breathing space or it gives you the most works best with your lifestyle then you can start offering it to clients now clients won't necessarily know that you're offering that Um, and also clients don't necessarily know to ask for it often i'm on a sales call and when i'm talking to the client i'll see that what they're talking what they're what they're discussing what they're, they're you know all the information they're giving me sounds perfect for a vip offer Um, Because even if they don't come to me for it, I'll direct them. I'll say, okay, you have all the research. Um, You know, it's all done for you. You've got the full branding guide. It sounds like we could do this in a a, a VIP offer. We don't have to drag this over three, four weeks. And they'll be like, oh yeah, cool. Let's do that. So I tell this to service providers often. I'll be like, if a client reaches out to you and a VIP offer makes sense for that uh, service that they want, then by all means offer that, do that. Why not? Um, I I do tell people that, you don't want to be offering something, you don't know how long it takes. So even if you think something takes you so long, if you've never done it, don't don't offer it as a day rate. You can offer it as a regular project, time yourself, see how long it takes you. And then the next time it comes up, you can offer it as a full-fledged day rate or the IP offer. So yeah, that's the long and short of it, and the very short of it. <laughs>
0: yeah I love that advice of like not looking at what other people are doing or (laughs) if you are going to look at what other people are doing like notice the diversity amongst even how I'm doing it how you're doing it right and I know I know many copywriters now who structure them in all sorts of different ways right so
1: I do feel like things have changed in the last two three years um I do feel like a lot of Um, maybe since COVID, when everything's become more remote and more um, flexible to become, um, sorry, schedules have become more flexible, maybe things have changed. But I feel like two, maybe like three years ago, wasn't always, it was all, when I was trying to figure this out, I went on a lot of copywriter sites and I saw the same thing again and again. It could be internally they were doing it differently, but they were marketing it in the same way, like the same do it in a day, nine to five thing. Um, But could be now is a lot more, I feel like now there's a lot more awareness and a lot more, there's a lot, of, a, lot has, a lot a lot has changed in the last 3 years. So, things are different.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like one other thing I want to highlight around how I do it now that is different from how I used to offer day rates where it was it was so stressful, it was like fast track to burnout and mm-hmm. Now I really, in addition to setting up the structure to work for my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. I charge like a premium premium. Like I would even go as far as to piggyback on your advice and say like triple your hourly rate. Like I had a coach who I was working with when I was first starting to offer VIP days And she asked me, what do you think a client values more, speed or I forget how she worded it. I don't want to say detail because you can have both, but it was like speed or basically all the bells and whistles and like dragging something out and filling it with unnecessary stuff in order to create the perception of higher value And I was so clueless at the time. I was like, oh, well, the perceived higher value for sure. Like if it takes six weeks, a client's going to think that's more valuable than something that takes two days. And she was like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) It's like, if you are operating at a a high level, you're going to want speed and efficiency and like results more than you're going to want, oh, the perceived like, this takes six weeks. It must be so important when like at the end of the day, the deliverable is the same. Right. And so she would coach me on like really charging a premium for that speed of service. Right. When in my mind, like when you're kind of indoctrinated into that, like Mm -hmm. hourly thinking system, it's hard to divorce yourself from that. Uh, But yeah, I like how you're doing it now and you're positioning it as something that is not time-based, that is value-based and charging extra because essentially it is a glorified rush fee.
2: Mm.
1: Right. I will say though that, you know, you spoke about speed versus um, high quality. There are certain projects that you can't do in the container of a day rate of a VIP offer because it does need that, you know, that sure. six weeks, right? It does need that longer turnaround, the longer back and forth. You know, you can't really do much VOC when it comes to a, a, a day rate, right? And if you need a lot of um, VOC and if you need to do a lot of data mining, it's not, it's not possible. Um, so there are like specific criteria I look for when I do the day rate, because I won't, sometimes clients will be like, they they read my day rate site on, on, on my page and they'll be like, it sounds so cool, can we do it? Like, it's just not gonna work. We can't fit a full brand messaging guide even into two day rates, just not gonna work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like very selective about what kind of projects I take on for it because I want to make it work for the client as well. So it has to to work for them.
2: So that's perfect. Um, I would love to know your checklist of like what needs to be in place to make it into a day rate that works for you that you also know is going to like work and convert for clients.
1: So for me personally, the biggest thing is that I need to have full research done. If I am working with a client who hasn't done any, doesn't have any research in place, doesn't have any, you know, VOC, doesn't have any, um, any sort of competitive analysis done, I I don't know where to start. So I'll I'll either I'll say to them, you know, let's do this properly, Um, let's do the full project from start to finish, or if they're intent on doing this just quick, I'll I'll just send them elsewhere. I, I just don't like doing. I can't. I just can't work. The clients who come with nothing um so that's for me like that's the top of the list if that's not checked off we can't move that said once that's checked off what else do i look for so again it has to be uh has to be a project that i know i can complete in x amount of hours because i'm very if i won't finish the project i'm just going to spend another three four hours finishing it. i can't afford to do that right i don't want to spend the extra four hours because I need to finish it because I don't want to give them unfinished work. So I need to know without a doubt that I could do this. So there are specific things that I know I can do. There's a bunch of things, right. That I I've done over the years and I know how long it takes me. So I have to know how long it's going to take me. And I'd say the last thing for me would be something that I, that I enjoy doing. I'm not going to do something that I hate. (laughs) And also the client has to be easy to work with. I mean, that's really for all projects, right. But especially in a VIP day where it's very concentrated in that week, there's a lot of back and forth in that week and um the client has to be really you know on board with all terms and conditions um so I like to feed out on the sales call if this is the kind of client that will work with this framework or not and not push the boundaries and push the buttons so yeah I will say though that another interesting point to this is the good part about doing VIP days for me is that I sometimes get to work out of my niche so I'm really niched down into e-commerce right and I love it and um And I, you know, I'm all my full projects are in the e-commerce space, which I love, but, and I wouldn't take on a full project, a big project that's out of the e-commerce space. But when it comes, because I want to focus my efforts on e-commerce. But when it comes to uh, the IP days, which is just very short amount of time, I'm happy to, you know, go out of my niche, um, work with amazing people, learn a bunch of new things, see different industries. Uh, and I find it's a great opportunity even to go out of my niche. Like I enjoy taking on uh, projects that are out of my niche. So you mentioned before that you do um, that, you you know, you got burnt out from doing quizzes in such a short amount of time in the VIP days. So I specifically enjoy doing projects out of my niche in those in that, in the VIP days. Right. I mean, I will accept e-commerce um, um, clients and those usually come my way because that's the, who I'm marketing to, but I you'd be surprised at how often I get clients that are from out of the space. And I'll always tell them no, unless it can fit into the VIP day. Um, And it's really cool. Like the last two I've done, I've I've worked with a real estate client. I've worked with a nonprofit client. I've worked with a SaaS client. um, And I like it. It gives me exposure to different industries, what's going on in different industries. And I get to meet really cool people. So it's kind of like a win-win. Yeah, I
0: love that.
2: Mm, That's so neat.
1: And I feel like it doesn't take me out of my niche as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't
1: like. I don't have to devote too much time to it. It's not like I'm I'm doing ten things at once. I'm doing. I'm I'm in. I'm in my niche. I'm happy there, and I'm I'm like you know, trying to like dig down deeper and deeper. Um, but then I get to like sometimes go out and see around, have a little bit
2: of variety. Um, yeah. Dig into this checklist a little bit more. Uh, which is like what does full research done mean to you like it like what if they're like well we have a bunch of surveys and a pretty active Facebook group would that be for you or do you want like their entire like brand design brand strategy brand voice guide easy like given to you in like a nice pdf or what what yeah what does full research mean to you
1: um, so it really depends on the kind of project I'm doing. If it's something like a landing page, a very conversion-oriented landing page, then I need full like brand messaging guide, brand voice guide, everything. Um, if it's more of a welcome sequence for, uh, say, a course creator, then I'm happier to work with other pieces. So let's say um, VOC collected, a bunch of surveys collected, uh, maybe less formal... Uh, you know, than a, than a brand messaging guide. That said, if they say to me, you know, we've got full research in place, I'll always check it first. I'll say, okay, send what you have and let me check it out. I don't trust, I mean, I, what they call full research, what they call enough for you might not be enough for me. So I need to see what you have. And then once I see what you have, I can I can see if it's good to go. And if not, I don't accept it. But yeah, it really depends on the kind of project. The very conversion oriented project will need a full, full brand messaging in place. Yeah. That's great. I
2: love that. Yeah, it's so interesting what um, clients think is enough research versus like yeah <laughs> to write proper conversion copy. Yeah.
0: Where do most of your VIP day clients find you?
1: So I, a lot of them are repeat clients, and I actively market that after finishing a project with a client, I'll tell them um, in the off-boarding call, I'll say, you know, it was great working with you. Um, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed our working relationship. If you ever need another project and you want to work on it together, the best way to come back would be a VIP offer. Number one, because... I've done all the research, so I've personally done the research, and I know that's enough for me to work with. Um, and also because you know, I, you know, I want to give you that VIP service. I want to give you that fast service. I don't want you to have to wait another six weeks. So that would be the perfect way to come. Um, and a lot of clients come back that way. So that's the first way. The second way is I just generally hang out on LinkedIn and do most of my um, I post and I'm active there. So clients generally come through there. I don't. I'm seeing, I I just, I post generally about e-commerce related stuff, business related stuff. And then either clients will, you know, check out my website, see that I have this day rate offer, or they'll just come for any project. And then if it's for me fits into the VIP offer criteria, then I'll offer that to them. So they mainly come, I'd say through these two channels and also actually referrals as well. Referrals is a big one. Like often it would be either from people that they know that have worked with me or would be like web designers or web developers that have worked on in the past and they and and they the client comes directly to them let's say you know sometimes you have these clients who don't know where to go first they'll go first to the web designer and the web designer will say I'm happy to start but you need the copy in place and then the client will say well I don't have the copy so the web designer will say okay so reach out to copywriter here are some referrals and I have great relationships with some great designers so that works really well. Generally that works very well for any newer freelancer or any newer copywriter trying to like, you know, get into, get clients. It's always great to have, you know, people to refer you in in parallel industries. And that's how, you know, that, that's how I originally got started. I knew a web designer and she recommended me and I recommended her. And then that's how you, it's great to get in because people come to you through different channels. So that, that's just in general, a good tip to get clients.
0: Nice. Yeah. So... Hannah, thank you so much for sharing all of this VIP day insight. This is so helpful and actionable. And I think VIP days are totally doable for anyone who's listening with a copywriter, or if you offer a different type of service, like there are lots of creative ways that you can package up what you do in a day or, or a few days, make it work for you and position it as like this, VIP, really ultra high level service that you're providing. So I'd love to know for our listeners who want to learn more, where can they follow you and and find you?
1: Okay, great. So I'm on, um, like I mentioned, I hang out on LinkedIn. That's my choice of social platform. Um, So I'd love to connect with anyone there. And I also have a site, hannahlipschitz.com complicated to spell i know guessing it will be in the show notes yeah um and you can find more information on there as well um i'm actually in the middle of developing i had i ran a course like a mini course more like a masterclass sorry i ran a masterclass three times that helped service providers start go from like i have no clue how to set this up to let's do this and go get to a fully set up offer um that works for them so I've run this three times in the past, but it was live, like a lot, three live cohorts, which was great. And I got great feedback on that. Um, but now I'm going to, I'm taking all that and packaging it. And I'm going to be, in the process of doing that, I'm going to be putting it on my site as an evergreen product. So when it's live, and if you visit my site, whenever you'll be listening to this, um, might be on there. Um, and if not, it's going to be coming up. So you can check that out. It's kind of like a two hour masterclass that really takes you from like, where do I start? How do I do this? How do I set this up? How do I market it? How do I price it? Um, How do I, you know, make time in my calendar for it? You know, all the questions that you have on setting up an offer that works for you. So, yeah. That's
0: amazing. Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll pop those links in the show notes. And thank you again for being here.
1: My pleasure. It was so fun talking to you. I really appreciate that.
0: All right, until next time, Ecosystem Crew, good day to all of you. Whoa, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sewing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around well, your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world take the unfair advantage quiz at shandyzack.com forward slash ua quiz and thank you again sunshine go light up the world and we'll see you next time